legendary bluesman R.L. Burnside to get things kicked off on the Brian Oak Show. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast, by the way. So many of you have jumped on Patreon. We've got a couple of sponsors already. So many people have said so many nice things already. And, you know, it's interesting, not having done a podcast before and only being two weeks into this, I have a great number of friends and strangers, frankly, have reached out like, oh, I just listened to the first episode. Weeks later, I'm like, this is weird. Different than doing radio. I've done radio for 25 years, and now, what what do you call me, Sean? Am I a podcaster now? Yeah. Okay, that's cool, I guess. It seems so so understated. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but thank you, everyone, for all your support, everything you've done in regards to what we're doing here on this brand new endeavor called The Brian Oak Show. I mentioned sponsors. You know, I want to thank the good people at Smart Start MN because they can get you back in your vehicle after you've made that terrible decision and gotten busted for a DUI. I want to thank the good people over at Great River radon mitigation because you get yourself a new house and it's filled with radon well nobody's going to spend time in the basement if it's lung cancer central and i don't mean to make light of that because i've lost people to cancer in the last couple of years but it's an important thing that they do there so thank you to them and also thank you to the good people at audio quip and all the people who have jumped on board very early on for the brian oak show uh before we move forward because here we are early in the week on a week that gets crazy drinks giving on wednesday Thanksgiving on Thursday, Black Friday on Friday, Small Business Saturday on Saturday, which really is what the focus of tonight's show is all about. But before we move forward on any of that, Sean, who is my both business partner and unfortunately pressed into duty uh, being the producer this evening. I am. I know you love it. Oh, man. Nothing better than running a board. Oh, you know what? You know what I like? I know that you like less than running a board is bowling. (laughs) And you and I went out and joined Ed Cohen uh, and friends from Smart Start MN yesterday to be part of the Kill Cancer Bowling Benefit at Bryant Lake Bowling. And um, I'm going to be honest. I only bowled a 114, but I think you might have bowled like what, like a 38? It was a, at least a 38, if not a 39, <laughs> somewhere in there. I knew, somehow I knew today you were going to gloat about your 114. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not gloating. I, again, it's not about who bulls what. We were there doing something good, trying to raise money for cancer research. That supersedes everything. But right below that is who got what. And now there was somebody in our team who got a 125. And they did better than I did, but I mean, it was, it was a pretty, after my 114, the drop off was pretty steep. And then all day long today, my knee, my knee is singing. Unbelievable. Oh, my knee. Look, guy, when you're as old as I am, okay, then, then you're going to understand what it's like. Um, we're going to be talking to some of the people from Kill Cancer, uh, in the not too distant future, in the weeks ahead to talk about things that we can do to raise money for that research, to do things. Because here's the deal. We talk about a lot of things. I did complain about my knee. You probably should complain about your fucking terrible, terrible bowling game. But there's real problems in life like cancer. That's true. Um, and they, what they're working on to mitigate it and the things that Mary Beth and the other people involved are doing, pretty important. So we'll talk to them in the coming weeks ahead. But we had a good time yesterday. Oh, it was a blast. And as much as I think bowling should be outlawed in most states, <laughs> it was. Uh, it's not really a sport. We can't call bowling a sport at all. Well, uh, it's more of a sport than race car driving or golfing. Golfing is much more a sport than bowling. Incorrect. Bowling is ridiculous. It, I know that you have certain feelings and certain predilections, and we're not going to dwell on it right now because yesterday was less about 
me having a much better score than you in bowling or which one's actually a sport. It was about raising money for cancer. It was. But we will revisit that topic in the future. Yeah, and thanks to Smart Start MN for inviting us. It was, it was a great time. And Mary Beth, what a... What an incredible spokesperson for that uh, that whole organization. They, it's unbelievable the work that they do in the Twin Cities uh, at Kill Cancer. And the spread at Bryant Lake Bowl. I mean, it's always been a great spot. The lanes seem like they were, I don't know, uh, uncovered after centuries of uh, excavation. Like, I mean, those are not modern lanes by any means. But the taco spread was genius. Did you, you probably didn't notice that I never went to the taco bar, but I, I hope that tomorrow they, uh, or today or sometime, they cleaned out the taco juice from the number of the multitude of tacos that you had and then dipped your taco-soaked fingers into the the ball holes. Is that what we call them? I'm the sorry, ball what, are, holes? what are ball holes? What are you talking about? You mean, oh, you mean bowling ball bowling holes. Bowling ball holes. I... Wipe my fingers off at least 60% of the time after I had a taco before I put my fingers in there. Oh, that's why my thumb hurts so bad today. It's the Brian Oak Show. Thank you very much for tuning in to the fifth episode of our podcast. You know, before we hear our first song tonight, actually our first couple of songs, I want to share one very quick story. Anybody who's ever followed me on social media or has met me or talked to me knows I have certain feelings about AI. Artificial intelligence, robots. Now, there's no question that robotics have transformed industry in America and genuinely across the world. And for the better, I would say. My concern comes in when we start to decide we want to make them intelligent. We want to make them look like human beings. We want to weaponize them. Stop it. They're smarter, stronger, better, more capable than all. Am I the only person who has seen the Terminator? Or the Matrix? Or the Animatrix? Am I the only person who's seen the Black Mirror episode called Metalhead? Don't make robots smart. Don't make them cute. Don't make them look like a cuddly animal. Don't make them look like human beings. Make them look like big blocky things that can, well, (laughs) frankly, replace your job and make you go do something for less money and no health insurance somewhere else. The reason I bring this up is that... Uh, Massachusetts State Police have recently tested out Boston Dynamics Spot the Robot Dog. Um, Spot the Robot, if you've never looked him up, uh, if you've never seen him, look him up online. The people at Boston Dynamics are really wildly capable at robotics. In fact, they have invented humanoid ones that stand upright, that can do flips, that can jump boxes, that can do things that will blow your mind. But they've also invented this dog-shaped one that can open doors, that can get around any obstacle they seem to be able to put in front of them, which there are going to be glorious applications for this. But people want to put AI in them. They want to make them intelligent. They want to make them more cutesy and doggy. Am I the only one who's seen the Black Mirror episode called Metalhead? Have you watched any Black Mirror ever? I don't really uh, catch Black Mirror a whole lot. Okay, so. and so then they've got some dumb episodes, much like the <laughs> reboot of um, not Twilight Zone. There was another one, uh, Outer Limits. Oh, yeah. There were some really dumb episodes there. But in Black Mirror, there are these small black protective dogs that are so efficient, and they've learned that everyone's the enemy. And so it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a friend, a foe, whatever. They're exceptionally efficient at killing, and they learn, and they grow, and they get smarter. I know I sound like a paranoid conspiracy theorist. 
your children and your children's children, should they live that long, will be killed by robots. Okay? I don't think kids should be having children. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, okay. I this you. is a very serious deal. <laughs> anyway, Massachusetts State Police, stop testing these out. Boston Dynamics, knock it off. You are Cyberdyne from Terminator. It, I just, you know, it, life is already so hard with all the stupid human stupid. We don't need intelligent robots also trying to kill us at the same time. Coming up, we will be talking to John Clifford of Hi-Fi Heron Records. We're going to talk about Small Business Saturday. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you right now, in addition to the way our government works, but also the way these robot dogs operate, this is Stiff Little Fingers. Thanks for listening to The Brian Oak Show. Listening to the Brian Oak Show. What the hell's a podcast, you some bitch?
we're searching for a reason I'm in the chaos dimension Reasons eclipse my tension I want, I want, I want, I want not to feel a little bit Fighting, 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 fighting This is not an easy task Winning, 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 winning To see if there's any left Winning, 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 winning About not making people tired Can't someone tell me the reason If it stops, I'm. If it stops, I'm. If it stops, I'm having a bad dream. If it stops, I'm, if it stops, I'm having an unshakable nightmare. That's always been one of my favorite endings to a song because you're like, that's funny, Freebird 2. It turns out, though, if you listen to that record from New York City band Parquet Courts, the next song is called Freebird 2. That's outstanding. And they do a really good job of, before that, out of Belfast, Northern Ireland, we go back to the late 70s with Stiff Little Fingers and Suspect Device, which I was using to refer to AI-infused robot drug-sniffing dogs, but they, it had a much more realistic thing. You know, punk rock is a weird thing, man. Punk rock is an, a sound, it's an ethos, it's an attitude, it's a look, it's it's all those things. But, you know, growing up in the mean cul-de-sacs of Coon Rapids in the mid-80s. You know, that was a tough place to... John, it's okay to laugh. Sharpen your teeth. John Clifford will be joining us very shortly here. Um, it's, it's a rough place to, like, sharpen your teeth. That being said, you know, every teenager's, I'm mad, I'm angry, I need to find my own voice. But teenagers in Belfast in the late 70s in Northern Ireland, those are the troubles, man. They had friends killed with bombs and bombs by people who were their allies, but they were trying to fight occupation. So punk rock forged in that crucible 
it, it takes on a whole new meaning for me as opposed to just like, oi, I'm mad, boop, beep, doot, doot, look at my ripped jeans and my <laughs> pegged pants. Like, it's it's a very different animal. I love stiff little figures. And we are going to have uh, our friend from Northern Ireland, John Cosgrove, on this show because he will tell you some of the stories about back in the day. I know. Uh, in Northern Ireland. I just he, talked to him the other day. He's told uh, me a couple of them, and they're harrowing. Like, I, So I'm not trying to make light of it. I, w- I really meant it. Like, so when you hear punk rock that was forged there, that was that, that came out of that conflagration, to me it holds a little more weight and had a little more punch in the gut. But to hear the real stories is harrowing. Like, you know what? There weren't any explosive devices on kids' school buses. <laughs> in where King I Rapids. Grew up. <laughs> oh, seriously. Hi, by the way, uh, it's the Brian Oak Show. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate your focus, your dedication. I do have to thank one of our sponsors right now. Well, I don't have to, but I want to because they decided to jump on board before this was even a thing, before we decided what it was going to sound like. I'm, I'm not even really sure. I know what it's going to sound like six months from now, but they decided they loved it enough. Uh, the guys over at Smart Start MN. So what do they do? They are an ignition interlock company. What does that mean? It means you screwed up. You got a DUI, which is a deep bummer. It's going to be expensive, and your life is going to be much more difficult for the next few months. But they can help mitigate some of that by making it significantly less difficult. They basically put a breathalyzer in your vehicle so that days later, I mean a handful of days later, you are able to still go to work. Get your kids to javelin lessons. Do whatever it is you need to do to get about your day, even though you made this terrible mistake. Because if you don't use something like that, then you're taking a cab. Then you're taking a driving service. And you're spending so much more money than you have to spend. They can get you back on the road, and they can make your life so much more manageable post-DUI than it otherwise might be. Yeah, and if this isn't you, it might be your cousin, your nephew, Somebody you know, uh, contact Smart Start MN, and uh, they actually have a little drop-down thing where you can say that you heard about it on the Brian Oak Show. Do they really? They do. Well, we like those guys. In fact, we just bowled with them yesterday. Ed is a stellar human being. He really is. Terrible bowler, if I'm honest. Yeah, not so good. No, no, not even not so good. I'm going to be honest. I appreciate their sponsorship of this show. Really bad bowler. (laughs) He's love, level 114, I'll tell you that much. Love you. You got that right. Love you, Ed. Just giving you a hard time. But I do appreciate your early adoption of what we do here, and it's really pretty cool what they are willing to do and what they've done for us and what they can do for you. So first of all, I hope you never have to call them. Don't get a Dewey. Don't get a DUI. But if you do and things go the wrong way, contact Smart Start MN. They will be able to help you get back on the road, at least keep going to work, doing all the things you need to do to make your life normal and regular. It is the Brian Oak Show. I just want to mention a very a couple of very quick um, uh, music news stories right here, and then one weird science story that has blown my mind. Firstly, I want to say rest in peace to another one that we lost. His name is Doug Lubin. He was a studio bassist for The Doors. Now, one of the things about The Doors, one of my all-time favorite 60s bands so out of L.A., you know what I love about The Doors? Everyone else that was making things happen in the late 60s in L.A., it was sunshine, lollipops, rainbows. There was a little melancholy. The doors were freaking dark as fucking hell. They were unbelievably dark and still got top ten hits out of how dark and amazing they were. Well, and authentically dark, not the made-up BS. Oh, no, 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 no. But a lot of people like, the doors suck, man. Jim Morrison sucks. And I'm like, well... 
actually you suck. Anyway, um, the big thing about them was, you know, you had Ray Manzarek on, on the keyboards. You had Robbie Krieger on the guitar. They didn't have a bass player, but they obviously had bass on a lot of those songs. Well, Doug Lubon, who was on three of their biggest albums that they ever made, he just passed away on November 20th, the age of 71. Um, he, he's, you know, he played with them for eight years. He was a touring guy. He was a studio guy. And so again, not a household name, but a crucial part of one of the most important and influential bands of the late 60s that came out of Los Angeles, and frankly, one of the most important American bands ever. Now, another story with much more modern references is, we're all familiar with Beck, yeah? Oh, yeah. I, I love Beck. I, I too. I remember my very first year in this town, well, not, I've lived in this town much longer than that, but my very first year on the radio, back when Radio K first existed... It was 1993. It was October. I remember it very clearly. October 1st, 93. Beck's biggest single, Loser, to that point, was popular. And we started playing it. I'm like, this is Gen X's Bob Dylan. He's got a gift for the words. He does weird, crazy stuff that nobody quite understands, but everybody loves. And then he's had this long and varied and interesting career. Well, one of the things that's plagued him since the earliest days is that his dad was a Scientologist. And I think we've all heard enough about Scientology now that we're all like, wait a minute. We're involved in a trillion years old race war with the Thetans and we're going to be delivered underneath a volcano and our body dies in B-52 bombers. And it's hard to imagine that any sort of reasonable, rational, normal adult person could get sucked into it, but they are a multi-billion dollar religion around the world. And Beck, early on in his career, is like, well, yeah, I grew up in it. It's just part of what I do. It's part of who I am. Well, now he has come out saying absolutely, yeah, no, I am absolutely not a Scientologist. I have no affiliation with it. I, My dad was into it, but it's just not my jam. I'm not a Scientologist. I'm not sure why. I mean, he does have a new record out right now, um, but it's a weird time after years of like not really trying to distance himself from being a cuckooologist to suddenly saying, I'm not into it. Not my jam. Do you think that we're going to get angry Scientologist emails? If we do, if we lose our Scientologist uh, contingent, we are so screwed. Our Scientology demo. Maybe. You know what we do? We get the AI dogs to take on the Scientologists and the Mormons. Problem is, once they run... Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Mormon! Listen, guy, I was talking about Scientologists. You and I have to have more pre-planning meetings before we start doing this. Beck's explanation was, I think there's a misconception that I'm a Scientologist. I'm not a Scientologist. I don't have any connection or affiliation with it. He went on to say, according to a recent article that popped up on Yahoo, my father has been a Scientologist for a long time, but I pretty much just focus on my music and my work for most of my life and tend to do my own thing. I think it's just something people ran with. Because early on, you did not do anything to distance yourself from this. Hey, I want to mention that just ahead, we are going to focus on Small Business Saturday. Yes, Thanksgiving's out in front of us. And then... The dark deluge of Black Friday is upon us. But after that, the important Small Business Saturday comes up this Saturday. And I'm going to be honest, you know, Sean, you and I recently entered into an LLC. 
we're technically a small business. We are. So when people listen or donate to Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the Brian Oak show, all one word, you'll actually be supporting small business Saturday. But we're going to talk to one of my favorite guys from this city, and that would be John Clifford, the proprietor, the hairdresser to the stars, whatever you'd like to call him. Uh, he runs Hi-Fi Hair and Records. He is the main man. We'll talk to him shortly, but I want to share one last story and hear a song before we talk to him. And that would be this. <clears throat> uh, recently, it was reported that meteorites that crashed into Earth billions of years ago contain sugars. Researchers are saying this, lending support to the idea that asteroids may hold some of the ingredients to life. There are many people who believe the only reason, now again, not trying to challenge anyone's faith, I know dinosaur bones were put down in the earth a couple thousand years ago by Satan to challenge <laughs> people's belief in what's real. But there are those that believe the seeds of life came from asteroids and landed here on this earth. But now an international team of scientists found, quote, bioessential sugars, end quote, in meteorites, which also contain other biologically important compounds. This is according to NASA, information they put out just last week. Now, asteroids, they are rocky near-Earth objects that orbit the sun, are the parent bodies of most meteorites, and the theory suggests that chemical reactions within asteroids can create some of the elements of life, including sugars. Now, my question is, I know sugars take many different forms. I know we all think of like, mmm, yum, yum, that white stuff that's in the bowl right there that I put on my cereal or pour into my coffee. Sugars take many, many, many different forms. But this sounds like something from the 50s to me, like, oh, my gosh, sugar-coated frosted bombs, the cereal <laughs> that gives you life, you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe. I don't know. But there's new evidence coming to life all the time. Always learning. Believe in science. Up next, we talk to John Clifford. In the meantime, we listen to a mop-top foursome out of Liverpool by the name of Lady Tron on The Brian Oak Show.
that band is called Ladytron. The song is called Sugar because apparently sugar now exists on asteroids or maybe always did on meteorites. And maybe those sugars started the delicious breakfast cereal craze that has occupied humanity for decades, if not centuries. It's the Brian Oak Show. I'm here along with my producer and co-business partner, Sean Bernard. And before we introduce tonight's main guest, I would like to talk to Sean briefly about the work that he does as a realtor for Edina Realty. You sell people houses. Do you do you just get people into houses or do you help them sell their house as well? I help them do both if they want me to. Yeah. I can help buy, help sell, whatever, wherever they're at in their life and whatever I, they want to I do. I want you to be honest with me right now because yes. I like you and I've known you for a long time. Okay. Give yourself a rating on a scale of one to totally awesome. How good are you at what you do? That's a really uncomfortable, awkward question to Which me. is precisely why I asked it. I Welcome to podcast hell. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, my, my deal is that I realized a long time ago I'm a research nerd. I yeah. love the research, and I love to learn about neighborhoods and the home values around them. And, and people just don't – it's – People don't want to make a huge financial mistake. And so I gear Dude. everything towards the financial side of it, even though people walk into a house and they fall in love with it yep. and, and they get so emotional about it, which I, you should, right? I mean, it's your home. You right? want a home, man. You, you want somewhere amazing. And if you walk into that right place, it's really hard not to get There's swept up There's a feeling and you can see it in people's yep. eyes because yep. they light up and they're like, I can see myself in this room. Uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, would like to learn more, they suddenly love the beautiful, warming, trusting sound of your voice. How do they get a hold of you? Just send a uh, sugar-coated meteor my way. <laughs> well, if you can. I feel like that's not something most people can do. There's got to be something simpler that people can do. They can call or, or uh, email me. They can call me at 612-859-2594. Or they can email me, seanbarnard at edinarealty.com, the Irish spelling S-E-A-N-B-A-R-N-A-R-D, at edinarealty.com. I think most people can probably figure that out. Sure. My name is Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show. O-A-K-E is that. If you're looking for us on Twitter, at Oak Show, we've got a website. We have a Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash the Brian Oak Show. All one word. Again, that's O-A-K-E. And coming up in late January, we're going to have our first special event for our VIPs. Now, not written in stone just yet exactly to what it's going to be, but we promised you that there would be a special advantage to becoming a Patreon member and doing it at the VIP level. We will be delivering on that promise before you know it. Now, tonight, it is early in this particular week, and this is a crazy week. Drinksgiving is coming up on Wednesday, Thanksgiving on Thursday, Black Friday on Friday, Saturday is Small Business Saturday, and I know so many people who either have started their own small businesses or are crucial to the small business community in this particular place that we live, the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. I hope people are listening other places as well, but really, this is my home. This is our home, and I've gotten to know these people for a long time. I've lived in Minneapolis since I was 18, grew up in Coon Rapids, just north of the Twin Cities, since I was a very, very small lad. And over recent years, I've had a chance to get to know somebody who is not, and this is one of the greatest compliments I can pay someone, is not like anybody else I know. He looks like Ronnie Wood's nephew. He is 
a hairdresser to the stars. He is an entrepreneur. He is a man about town. But most importantly, as I said earlier on my Facebook Live message, this guy cares about this community. He remains so deeply committed to being an important part and striving no matter what it takes to be part of this area that we live in that I can't help but respect him. Plus, Super fun to watch football games with, and he invited me to go see Willie Nelson shortly after I was suspended. Love him so much. His name is John Clifford. John, how are you? I'm well, man. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. It's very nice to have you here. Thanks for being on the Brian Oak Show. Well, I, I got to tell you, I mean, well, I need to tell. I mean, I'm because just getting out of the hot tub. This is a hell of a spread it's, you guys have here. I wish. I mean, I don't know. That I got to day- go over to the meat counter here. Hang on a second. <laughs> That day is coming, hopefully, with fingers crossed, that day is not here yet. No, we're sitting in a small, cramped room that smells like a warming house just outside of a hockey rink, but uh, we're getting there. (laughs) We are slowly getting there. John Clifford, you run a place called Hi-Fi Hair and Records, and I want to know, now I know you've been doing hair for a very long time, but I, I I don't like calling you a hairdresser because I feel like you, again, although very good at it, and hairdresser to the stars, I feel like that is damning you with faint praise. But I do want to know, how did you get started doing hair? Uh, I uh, I got started way like way back when. Uh, I moved out really early when I was a kid, and uh, uh, I was in my, my teens. Uh, like 15, so were you like cutting like hair on the road? Like you like you well, were a runaway and you were cutting was, hair like underneath bridges and stuff? <laughs> well, kind of, sort of, but you know. Um, you know, and, and many of my friends were kind of in the same boat. None of us had any money. It's like 1980, coming into 81 or something, and we're all, you know, into the whole early punk rock thing. And uh, we all wanted to look cool. None of us had any money. Most of them were aspiring musicians or wanted to learn how to play guitar or whatever. And um, and, and so I, I started cutting my own hair and started cutting their hair and started cutting their girlfriend's hair and... Bum, bum, bum. So, uh, I don't so want to yeah, race past that. If you don't mind me backing up just a little bit, I, like that's not just the kind of thing like, oh, I'm going to draw pictures. Oh, I'm going to learn how to play the hammered dulcimer. Cutting hair, like, I mean, you can start doing it, but I mean, there's like an actual skill set there. There are people who go to training for years. Did you just really start like, like total punk rock style, just start cutting hair? Yeah. Fabulous. Just started cutting hair. I like it. And people trust <laughs> you, like, John's pretty cool looking. I guess we could do this. <laughs> well, you know, you got to figure that at that time, and and you know, if you if you look back honestly, if we if we look back honestly at some of that early punk rock hair, it really wasn't that good. It looked cool. It looked cool as fuck. Don't get me wrong. But what was great about that era is I remember, like, I had a couple of really terrible haircuts in the early '80s. But because no one else had hair that looked anything like it, even though it was crappy, they thought I was dangerous and interesting. Exactly. Oh, that was the cool thing. You're a mastermind. So, You're so a mastermind. Yeah, it, it was. It, it it suddenly became. Oh my God! This is the greatest job in the world. And so where? So did you? Did you start cutting? I mean, did you? Is your first salon here in Minnesota, or uh, where did you start? I uh, I eventually. Uh, went to school at what was then called the the Horst Education Center. Mm-hmm. Became a Veda later on. I got married in that building. And so, yeah, the, the old mansion. Yep. Oh, not or, the mansion. No. Oh, okay. You the uh, Veda Institute yeah. over on University over there. So it used to be in this old mansion on Nineteenth uh, and LaSalle. Okay. 
which probably actually still smells like uh, weed and sex. Think, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it was a hell of a great place to go to school. It really was. I mean, like, does it smell like the grotto at the Playboy Mansion? Is that what you're talking about? I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. We learned a tremendous amount. You know, I mean, it was it, it was one of those situations where you had a, a, a huge bunch of you know creative people, right? Being taught by this this really young uh, stable of young creative instructors. I mean, Horst was brilliant. You know, it's like, all right. And, he was a wizard, wasn't you know, he? I mean, there's oh, a reason yeah. that his name is remembered oh. and still spoken about in hushed tones. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, I mean, it created this this enormously creative uh, culture. And and so so yeah, I did that, and uh, and. Then I, I got out of school and, you know, I was a young, smart-ass kid and went straight for the money and uh, uh, went to go work for Regis in Knowwood Mall. That was my, my first, like, official out-of-the-school job. And used to get my hair cut at uh, Regis in Northtown yeah. all the time, and I thought yeah. I was the coolest thing that walked oh, the yeah. planet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I did that for, I, I think I was there for about two years and then they were opening their very first salon in a dale in Southdale Mall. Oh my! And um, and and so you know, I think I was twenty-one, maybe. And uh, and they asked me if I wanted to manage that salon, and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> right. So uh, I think probably. Maybe historically, I might actually uh, be the youngest manager they ever hired <laughs> for for what was then, I think, maybe their their flagship salon in the U.S. at the time. And, and so I did that uh, for a few years and then got married to a woman who was from Michigan and moved there. And uh, a couple of years after moving there, opened my first salon in East Grand Rapids, Michigan. This um, is the part I want to get to because right. we're talking about small business Saturday. Yeah. And starting a small business is not a small matter. And small business, I feel like, it damns it with faint praise. Whether there are two employees, whether there are 25 employees, it's different. When you go work somewhere and the infrastructure exists, there's an HR department, there is a you know, a PR department, There's a no matter what you do for a living, all you have to do is show up and do your part of it. When you start a small business... You ha you're responsible for the whole fucking thing, and it's and, all on you, baby. And so, but like, so you moved to a new place and did that. I, did. I mean, did you have the acumen to? Do, I mean, you certainly had the will. You certainly have the charm. Did you have the acumen to be like, well, oh, I can totally do my own business. No big deal. I had the lack of good sense and balls bigger than my brain. <laughs> Oh, the John Clifford story. By the way, his name is John Clifford. It is the Brian Oak Show. So you go to Michigan, and you have some great stories from Michigan, and I want to talk about Hi-Fi Hair and Records. But before we do any of that, can we hear the first song you brought in? Because what I want to do sure. is I want to talk about um, I love, love holiday music. Now, I'm a little bit of a square and an old schooler in the sense that I... I don't. I, I actually love holiday music. My collection of Christmas music dwarfs even my collection of Halloween music. But if I start hearing Christmas music or holiday music in the middle of October, 
I get a little ragey. The red mist starts to swim same, in front of same. my eyes. And even in November, I can start to get there. Now, apparently tomorrow night, we're going to get a nine-inch snowstorm. It is supposed to be just an unbelievable. Ah, yeah. I'm excited, too. Ah, I am, too, actually. That being said, once we get to Thanksgiving or immediately after Thanksgiving, I'm in. But here we are. We're this close, and you have picked a couple of great holiday songs for us, including this one from a young singer-songwriter who... The thing that I, maybe not that young anymore, but she was so good, and she's always so talented and so nice, and she wrote a song called I Kissed a... Oh, correction, though. What? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Maybe I'm jumping the gun on this, because she didn't actually write the song that we're going to play. Oh, no, she didn't write this song. I was saying she did a song called I Kissed a Girl, and I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, that's sort of a fun, bi-curious novelty song, when... And they kind of wrote her off after that. And she is a really, really talented, talented individual, a great singer-songwriter, and one of the kindest people I've ever had the opportunity to interview. Tell me why you picked this song. Uh, well, like you, I'm, I, I love holiday music. I yeah, really do. I really do, too. And like you, I don't like it before Thanksgiving. Nope. Um, but... Oh, we're super close. With the exception, with the exception of the fact that we're on here and we're doing this thing, and we're talking about Small Business Saturday, and we're yeah, talking yeah. about kind of like the the entry level into the chaos. You know, it's the most dysfunctional time <laughs> of the year. And 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 really, truly, this song uh, uh, exemplifies the the dysfunction and yet the charm of of the holiday season probably better than any other song on the planet. And and. Uh, Robert Earl Keane uh, wrote this song and I like his version too but when I very first heard uh, Jill's version oh I just I, I fell in love and actually this is this was my introduction to Jill Sobiel, uh way back when and I was like damn I want to find out who this woman is and and then I dove more into her music so uh, so yes this is uh, welcome to the dysfunctional time of the year. Well, it is a very, very dysfunctional time of the year. His name is John Clifford. We're going to come back and talk more about him, his life, his small business, and Small Business Saturday, and what we're all going to be grinding through for the next month plus. In the meantime, though, let's hear Jill Sobule. This is Merry Christmas from the family on The Brian Oak Show. Second wife 
because damn I love Christmas music I have an impossible collection of Christmas music and as we get into December here on the Brian Oak show there's going to be a lot more of it coming forward that was a pick from John Clifford who's our guest tonight to talk about small business Saturday and we'll talk to him more in just a moment here but before we do I want to thank our most recent sponsor to jump on board the Brian Oak show and that would be old-time friends Brad and Laurie from Great River radon mitigation so radon is a noble gas you look on the uh, periodic table of elements over there on the far side noble gas seems like it should be great everything's amazing (laughs) problem is it breaks down and then it turns into radioactive background particles in your home often in the basement especially here in the upper midwest why is that a problem well the number one reason for lung cancer outside of smoking 
is radon in the home. And a lot of people don't think about it. They don't even realize it's a possibility that it could even be a thing that happens. So the very least you have to do is get tested. And if you find out, oh, no radon in my house, fantastic news. If you find out you have radon in your house, it becomes not only a genuine health concern, but sort of a serious health concern and something you need to do to get rid of it. And it's, um, well, it's kind of an ordeal. I mean, you have, you have to get rid of radon in your home. You have to, and, and it's not just when you're buying or selling a house. People tend to think that, oh, that's the only time I really need to do it. But right. It's a safety issue. Um, if you if you contact Laurie, uh, I think that's how you say her name, right? Laurie? Laurie. It's spelled Lori, but I've known her for more than 30 years, and I've gotten it wrong for more than 30 years, so I now I'm going with Laurie. Okay. I like to sound like I'm from the East Coast when I say it, so I say Larry. Okay, I can, gonna, I can go with that. I'm going to go with that. So as long as, she's, as long as she can go with it. Well, we'll find out soon enough. <laughs> um, so she's doing a thing right now where you can text her at 612-701-2216, mm-hmm. and they'll actually do the test for 100 bucks, and you can get your radon kit and get that all checked out. And yep. if you're uh, at the point where you know you need to have uh, radon mitigated, you can call them at 612-701-2215, 612 701-2215. You know, I realized with podcasts, you probably don't need to say the number twice because people can just back up their podcast. They bit. can, but we live in a very lazy age where everyone has to have everything delivered to them by Rosie the Robot or some AI <laughs> robot dog. You're really obsessed, aren't you, Brad? Uh, well, look, man, I'm telling you, the day is going to come where our robot overlords are not going to be... Because here's the deal. They're stronger, they're smarter, they're faster, and they don't care about you. So in this day and age, while human beings still rule, briefly, as as much as you can call this ruling, whatever's happening right now, can I have her text and her number one more time? Is that all right? Yes, you can. I just have to pull it back up again. Okay, sorry. Oh, sorry, no, I hate you too right. late. Uh, the main phone number is 612-701-2215, and you can text Larry. Fine. It's fine. At 612-701-2216. Thank you very much, Sean. It's the Brian Oak Show. Thank you very much for tuning in. John Clifford is our guest today, and John Clifford has been a dear friend and an ally for a while. John, I want to talk about your place of business, because we're here to talk about Small Business Saturday. Black Friday is this wonderful, crazy, bizarre thing, but now people started pushing it into Thanksgiving, and to me, it's gotten grotesque. Now, I don't have anything against... There are certain national chains that I love, like, damn, that four-cheese Wisconsin mac and cheese that they've got at Noodles & Company, I'll eat that all damn day, every day. I'll tell you that right now. That being said, there are lots of great local mom-and-pop shops. There are lots of great local places, and John is the proprietor of one of them called Hi-Fi Hair & Records, both an incredibly cool rock-and-roll hair salon and record store right on Loring Park in Minneapolis, just outside of, right at the edge of downtown right there on Loring Park. Before we do that, though, I do have a question for you, John. Have you ever heard of Pennsylvania Dutch before? Pennsylvania Dutch. Ooh. So um, I don't normally ever get this until after Thanksgiving because I haven't really seen it before. Um, it's it's pre-mixed eggnog in a bottle that's available for $8 a bottle. Now, on paper, that sounds like a nightmare, right? It sounds like, oh, blur. <laughs> but I had a couple of friends, Steam and Amy, I went over to a holiday party at their house a few years ago. I'm like, what the hell is that? They're like, it's eggnog in a bottle. You're going to love it. All the booze is already in there. I'm like, oh, that's oh, beautiful. Ish. Oh, but, but, but I mean, like, you know, like, the Lunchable, like, man. It's, it, <laughs> a Lunchable washed down with Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh, man. 
Now you're talking my language. In any event, I was um, my eyes were open that night. Now I don't have any ice cubes in here, but this over some ice. The rest of the family's gone to bed. The Christmas lights are the only thing on. All the other lights are off in the house. It's one of my. It has become an absolute tradition. So I was at the liquor store earlier today. I'm like, hey, when are you guys getting your Pennsylvania Dutch? And they're like, it's already here. I was like. <gasps> Be cool, be cool, man, be cool. That's like you've been here before. And, of course, I wasn't, and I went and bought two bottles, one of which I brought right here. So I'm just going to pour oh. a little splash for me and a little splash <clears throat> for you. Sean, I would pour a splash for you, but I know that you're smarter than we are. I'll and, fight somebody if I have a uh, I know you will, and I'm not in the mood for that tonight, man. Thanksgiving <laughs> is coming up. So I just wanted to pour that. So we're talking to John Clifford. Oh, sure, a toast. Oh, oh. yeah, baby. Good oh. clicking. Oh, better than it should be. If there was an ice it cube on it, it's $8 a bottle. So anyway, oh they're not even a sponsor. I don't know why I'm just Pay giving them the you. free advertising, Pay but damn, it's good. In any event, um, John Clifford is our guest. And John Clifford is the proprietor, the owner, the head stylist, if you will, at um, Hi-Fi Heron Records on Loring Park. When did Hi-Fi start? How long ago did you uh, open that up? April 17th will be eight years. Wow. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. Can you believe that? Well, I can I, believe it, actually. I, I, I so can. was there always a record store attached to it, or there, was it the hair salon there first? Actually, it was a hair salon first, and uh, I, I didn't want to uh, double down and take both spaces right away. And um, the space uh, next to the hair salon kind of stayed semi-vacant for about two years you know people would kind of just use it for a little bit and then move on and whatever and um i uh, I, I went out to white bear lake to uh go see john cass at uh go johnny go and uh so i'm there you know picking up you know some local 45s and things like that for the jukebox in the salon and we start talking and and uh and I was like, yeah, I've, I've I've thought about you know the idea of doing sort of a locally focused record store, blah blah, you know, next door, a space that I could probably take over, and and we literally uh, conceived and created a record store in about a twenty minute conversation. And on my drive home, uh, before it was illegal, I was talking on my cell phone to my landlord. Your secret is my, safe. On this on is only home. available worldwide. And, uh, You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. And. Boom, boom. I'm like, you know, this is what I'm thinking about doing, and I want to take over that space. And he's like, ah, wow, that's a great idea. I mean, you know, it's a dumb idea, but it's a great idea. <laughs> you know, Not unlike the Brian Oak show. A, a great appreciation for my dumb ideas. And uh, he was like, well, I'll tell you what. Give me an answer by Friday, and I'll give you a hell of a deal. And boom. And and so, uh, so literally, um, uh, within, you know, a two-hour span, uh, we had we had basically created the the beginnings of Hi-Fi here in records, um, and and had it open. Uh, I think I, I think we had it open in about three or four weeks after that, and um, you know I, uh, John had the inventory, and I was like, well, I'll, I'll build shelves, I'll build blah blah blah, I'll paint, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be in charge of, you know. Uh, I don't know, creating it, and you'd be in charge of curating it, and bum. So that's what we did. And 
Hi-Fi Heron Records is right on Loring Park. It's right downtown Minneapolis. <clears throat> Just as you get down there, it's on the park. It's in a gorgeous location. John is an amazing hairstylist. I know no less than nine people personally who go to see you and other people by reputation because of the posting. Right next door is one of the coolest Better curated record stores you're going to find in the Twin Cities. And the reason we're talking to John on the podcast today is that here we are on the verge of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Black Friday. But this Saturday is Small Business Saturday, and that's a big deal because, you know, I don't need to tell you, of course, as a small business owner, Yeah, but... It's hard work. It's uphill. The margins are not significant, but you continue to do it year after year after year because you, the thing I like about, one of my favorite things about you is you believe in this community. You believe in the legacy of this community. You believe in the current state of this community, and you believe in the future of this community, and that is amazing to me. Do you think that's an accurate description of why you work so hard at what you do? Yeah, I think that uh, uh, almost... Almost exactly, you know. Um, it, it it kind of became um, because of the legacy of the city, and 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 of course, just being smack dab in the middle of it, you know. Um, uh, it, it certainly reflects the current state, and um, and yeah, you know, it's it's all about fighting for the future of of small business commerce, and especially in in the Amazon world. Um, I mean, I, I recently, <laughs> I recently got into. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, recently, you're got fine. Myself there's a, there's into a little a, tuberculosis going around the brain. <laughs> no, 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 no deal. Sorry no if you caught it, but you're going to be fine. We were tongue kissing, and uh, we were. so I, I, I managed to get myself into some hot water. Maybe, may, I don't know, not so much. But so most recently, there was a, a re-release um, of uh, "Don't Tell a Soul." On, on CD and you know. replacement. So heard of them. Um, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> like, you know, and um, you know, there's there's a page you know on Facebook on the big social medias, and and it's always kind of fun to skim through that and and read all the dumbass shit that these people are talking about all the time. Um, but um, everyone was on there bitching, just bitching. I didn't get my pre-order yet. It still isn't here. It's been three days late. <laughs> and, you know, for like six weeks before then, for about six weeks before then, I'm reading about everybody pre-ordering, 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 right? Now, I'm sorry, but uh, it's a record. It used to be a thing called record shopping. What? It used to be a thing where, like, you'd go into a record store. I've been empl- unemployed shopping. for three months, and I still and, go record shopping. And... Uh, you know, so, so now all these, these people, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're pre-ordering everything, right? So, so I didn't even order any. I mean, and, and I mean, I know you know what a huge replacements fan I am. Um, yeah, but I, honestly, I didn't even order any because, you know, they're like 80 bucks a pop, you know, my cost. And, you know, I stand to gain $3, $4 for every one I buy. Right. Margins, man. So, um. I didn't want to get stuck with a whole shit ton of, of box sets. Right. So I didn't order any because everybody's pre-ordering them, right? So then I get my, my big fat happy reading all this, you know, these people complaining about it. So I went on there and I was like, so this is what I did. Um, I didn't order any because all you jackholes were pre-ordering them. And you're not supporting small businesses. Uh-huh. 
So what I did is I went to my neighborhood record store, Roadrunner Records, and I bought my own. And I have mine in my fat little hands, and I'm enjoying the shit out of it. And I don't feel sorry for any of you motherfuckers. You know what? Here, and, that's the whole bit right there, man. Like, there is, we live in an era of convenience. We live in an era where when you do volume, you can charge less, but also there's a hassle. And if you mm-hmm. ever run into a road bump, you're not going to talk to anybody who actually gives a shit about helping you out. And I guess that's why I wanted to advocate for Small Business Saturday is that we need to... Well, it just makes the community more interesting. My folks live it up does. in the Grove, as I call it, Maple yeah. Grove, and yeah. they've got a whole shopping village up there. It's made to look like a small town, yes. but every one of the storefronts is a national chain. Yeah. And again, there are national chains that I frequent. I'm oh, not sure. saying that there's that's not part of our life, but when it comes to <clears throat> getting out this weekend, small, you know, I've Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, whatever the case is, there are game stores, there are bookstores, there are record stores, there are salons, there are craft stores, vintage stores. We live, you know, a lot of people who aren't from here, the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul and the surrounding area, you know, as far as White Bear Lake, Rogers, wherever you want to go, there are still people doing their very best because they believe in it. Their heart is in it. These are not people who are trying to afford the new Tesla truck. These are people who believe in the things that they do, the products they deliver, the services they provide, and they are one of us. They are part of this. If we are going to be provincial Minnesotans every time we take credit for, oh, man, they're one of us, then start acting like it. This weekend... When you go out to buy, fine. Get in line at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving at Walmart. Just kidding. That's not fine. That's fucking garbage. Don't do that. (laughs) Spend time with your family. Get some sleep. Now, if you want to get up at 3, I'm a guy who used to get up at 4 every day. Cool. Go get that TV. Don't punch anybody in the face for that limited item. Don't knock anybody over to get to it. Getting cool things for a decent price is cool. Supporting the place that you live and making sure the place you live stays vibrant, stays healthy, stays interesting to me more than anything else is the whole bit. That's why we have John Clifford. And, John, thank you very much for coming in before. Thank you. I let you go. You've got one more song for us. You got something? I have a question I have to ask you because you just buzzed right by it. I'm sorry. Replacements. Yes. One of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, God, yes. What? Do you have a favorite concert moment from back in the day, or would you like to? Is there a favorite song that you would say is one of your favorites, and the reason why? Um, uh, I think um, I, actually my my very first time ever seeing them was like eighty eighty one. They were supporting the suburbs at Hopkins High School uh-huh. for Crazy. a high school dance. Yeah. And, oh my god. And. Uh, and and it was it was so funny because you know my, my whole circle of friends I mean we all crashed that party, and and I, I would dare bet that probably sixty percent of the people that were there didn't go to that high school, <laughs> and um, and I I remember uh, the replacements I think they opened up with fuck school, and, beautiful good one and it just was. In, it was incredible. It was it was just incredible. It's funny. Earlier today, I was listening to um, because I do. I was listening to I need a goddamn job. <laughs> yes, but fuck school is also on that particular record. And do it. Oh, 
Son of a fucking bitch. What an <laughs> excellent song that is. Woo! Imagine 40 years ago, like 40 years ago. Yeah. Right. You're at a high school dance. Oh. And that's not really like comes a, out. Like that's not a slow dance band. Oh, There's not really like leave room for Jesus. There's not. That's not really a slow <laughs> dance band. Beautiful. It was. Beautiful. Oh, the madness of so, youth, man, and fantastic. Yeah. So this this Saturday is Small Business Saturday. Now you can do that every day. You know, people talk about Record Store Day, and I think every day has the potential to be Record Store Day. So I kind of have a similar philosophy with Small Business Saturday. Yes. I occasionally pull into the Burger King drive-through. Yes, I occasionally go to uh, Target or whatever to take care of certain things. But I always make sure to go to places in my neighborhood. I happen to live in a neighborhood that's got all these great mom-and-pop shops. And every time I go in, I'm like, they're still here. This is amazing. Their margins can't be good, but their heart and, and, and what they believe in has to be real and, and hardcore to have launched what they've launched. I feel the same way about our guest this evening. we got to wrap you. things up. But John Clifford of Hi-Fi Hair and Records, which is located. Do you want to give me an address, an email, or a website, uh, anything? It is... Uh... 1637 Hennepin South on Loring Park. Right Literally between, on Loring Park. Yep, right in between the park and the basilica. Yep. You know, you can hang on the park. You can pray in the basilica. Well, <laughs> after you come and see me. Um, and uh, 612-486-5900. We do not online book. We still do things with a piece of paper. Interesting. Um, but now, yeah, support. Your local mom and pop small businesses, they're the fabric of your community. These are the people that they they bust their humps every day. They get up, they go to work, they make a couple bucks, and they go home and they try to give that to their families. And um, they're not a CEO. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not a conglomerate. And, it's why I like uh, people like you. It's why I like yeah. people like Sean. It's why I can yeah. wake up in the morning and feel okay about myself. None of us here have any designs on being captains of industry, but this place matters to us. Yeah. This area, this state, this community, this scene, the, all of it, it matters. It matters so much. And it's not about money, man. Once you start chasing money, you'll find out you're never going to have enough of it. But if you make friends in this community and you do good work, you'll find that it's okay to go to sleep at night. And every once in a while, you're like, nah, I wish I was... And one of those Viking cruises through Europe, but I guess instead we're just going to go to lacrosse this weekend. One, one more thing. Can Please, I one more thing? Well, by all means. Okay. It's a pot. You so, can do whatever you want, John got, Clifford. We, I mean, I'm drinking you know, Pennsylvania we, Dutch we, over here. You can do whatever you like. We have, we have the, 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 the Small Business Saturday thing, which is awesome for those small businesses. But then there's also these wonderful people that also do a lot of good, and they come up with some really good ideas to help other people and do other people uh, some good. And uh, uh, one of those organizations is called Foothold. Now, uh, Terry Walsh and Amber Lampron mm -hmm. started Foothold. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it is a foundation to help, directly help families in need, get them out of where they are, maybe, maybe take care of their rent for the month, maybe get some shoes on their children's feet, maybe do these things. And I got to tell you, if there's anybody who deserves uh, a Nobel Peace Prize of Minnesota for doing an incredible thing, an incredible idea. It's those two. But Foothold uh, is, is an amazing foundation that you can help out. 
Um, I mean, I know they always take donations on Tuesday nights when when uh, the, the trio plays at the Driftwood. At the Driftwood, yeah, cool. But uh, also happens to be another small mom and pop business, the Driftwood. Um, it sure does. But, uh, Love it. But but help these people out, you know. And and this is this is that time of year. It sucks for a lot of people. It sucks for a lot of people. And um, and and we can help it not suck. Or help you know, it suck less. Suck a little less. Which, you know, again, you don't have you know, to save someone's life. You no, don't have to fix you them. You don't have to make everything perfect for them. But helping a little bit. Um, everyone I've talked to that works. I mean, I worked nonprofit for six years before I got into radio. And all you have to do is help a little bit. Do your part, right? Like, So you don't have to give up the nature of your life to make other people's lives a little better. It's not pie. No. There's not going to be less for you. Mm. <laughs> right? Are you sure? I mean. Because, man, you know, triple like berry can, pie, man. I mean, I, <laughs> can, I can eat like four slices. I know. I know. But no, you but know you're what? absolutely we right. Can, we can help each other without there being less for us. Well, I mean, and we so can. not only is that the essence of charity right there, but it is the essence of Small Business Saturday. John Clifford of Hi-Fi Heron Records, I thank you very, very much. Thank you. And uh, can I just say, you two look so nice on the radio. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I was going to ask, what would you charge more for us to get our haircuts because our heads are so big? There's well, more real estate. We do yeah. both have I mean, huge I, I, Irish pumpkin I heads. Sort of do, you know, I, I, I but also I'm age. losing my hair, so there's not really much to cut. So <laughs> don't you laugh at me like charge, that, Mr. Clifford. Um, I always tell people um, I charge for what I don't cut. I don't oh. charge for what I cut. You're like a sculptor. You're like, I'm just taking away the pieces that don't belong there. I charge for what I don't cut. Damn. I love you, John Clifford. Thank you for love coming you in. Love you too, man. Thank All right, you so much. Take it easy. That's John Clifford right there. Hi-Fi Hair and Records, Loring Park, downtown Minneapolis. I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean right over there. I can see him. He's sitting right across from me. How are you, Sean? Oh, hello. Hi there. Uh, I also want to thank Smart Start MN. I want to thank Great River Radon Mitigation. we got to thank the good people at AudioQuip who are going to be hooking us up. I don't want to... I'm not letting the cat out of the bag yet. We'll talk more about that later. But also a lot of people came on early on to help us out at little or no cost for things like our photography, for things like our website, for things like our logo. Beyond thankful because, and and, and the people who jumped on Patreon and the people who have just been saying nice things and sharing and listening, not just here in the Twin Cities, but around the world. This is, uh, it's a genuinely humbling experience, and I wish I could find it. I looked all day today. So people have been requesting songs, right? They want to hear yes. certain things. They want to, like, well, why don't you play this band? Why don't you play this song? And somebody specifically requested the song we're going to leave you with tonight, and I could not find the request. I do remember it was a guy, but that's the best I can do. So You're 50% right. For that guy, uh, it's worth noting that this band, Archers of Loaf, who started out as a real sharp, spiky, punky, fun band in the early 90s, my very earliest days in college radio, well, Eric Bachman went on to sort of evolve the band over the course of four or five years. They broke up in 98, but before they did, they put out this record that was unlike anything they'd ever made before. It was thoughtful. It was almost a little proggy. It was weird, but it's so gorgeous. And they're reuniting. They're going to do a string of dates here in 2020. Unfortunately, only 20 or only four dates notice. Sorry, man. P Dutch makes me a little burpy. <laughs> I was gonna say. Right? <laughs> it's repeating like Shut a house. Man, <laughs> I was I was building up to a thing. <laughs> F you, I'm everyone. Last sip of P Dutch. Hang on. <laughs> 
Don't make the swallowing sound on the mic, please. Thank you. <laughs> in any event, that's going to do it for the Brian Oak Show. We'll be back again before you know with another episode. Lucky you. Going to leave you with Archers of Loaf. This one's called White Trash Heroes. Yeah.